The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Delicious local cucumbers from Seeds Farm, tomatoes, Harmony Valley greens, Featherstone kale, fresh herbs, and plenty more fresh vegetables are arriving at Lakewinds co-ops each day. Try brushing radicchio, kale, or romaine heads and cut lemons with olive oil and laying them on the grill for a light char. Then squeeze that grilled lemon on the lettuce and sprinkle with Parmesan cheese shreds for a fresh take on summer salads. Melons, stone fruits, and all the berries are arriving at Lake Winds for all the tarts, shortcakes, buckles, crisp galettes, and pies that make summer in Minnesota. Make sure to use the best organic grass-fed butter and cream from our local dairies when making homemade ice cream or whipped cream toppings. And the best part of all this is you can get it delivered from Instacart. Order online and get same-day or next-day delivery. There's no membership required to shop at Lake Winds, and you can support your local farmers by shopping at your neighborhood co-ops wherever they are. If you can't make it to Lakewinds, visit any of your neighborhood food co-ops, but you can find Lakewinds in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. Find more at lakewinds.com. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph March. Steph March is the editor of Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Yeah, we you never say get that it. anymore. <laughs> we can't say you're the editor. No, we. I said we never say that anymore. I forget oh, to yeah. tell people no, that you're you're a big deal. Well, and hey, there's a barbecue issue, a backyard barbecue issue on the stands coming out. Well, today's August first, so it should be there. Um, yeah, Julia had hers last week, and oh, I was a little did? bitter because I'm a subscriber and I still didn't get it yet. I know so there's like, a lot oh. of. There, I haven't gotten mine. I still don't have it. People are sending me notes and pictures and snaps, and I'm like, sorry, I don't, I don't have it yet. I don't have it yet. I don't have the papers. Um, so. Let's see. I have stephaniesdish.com, and there are some recipes that I just posted. I'm trying to think of what I just posted. Oh, I posted my hippie friend Chaz yeah. also <clears throat> makes his own granola. And uh, so there's a picture of Chaz because his hair is so long right now. It's hilarious. So we made, he made granola with me because he gave me the recipe and I tried to do it by myself last fall and I screwed it up. Oh, really? So we made it together and it's a great recipe for easy granola. It has very little sugar, all things considered, and it's delicious. So put a recipe up for that. Um, so yeah, that's what's happening with Chaz. Okay. Don't you love the name Chaz? Chaz? And he's got like a big bushy mustache. He totally looks like a Chaz. That's totally Chaz. Um, okay, so this is the part of the show where we tell you two things that we're obsessed with. I, I keep lisping. I know, you have a funny thing on <laughs> your face right now. I don't know what is happening. Like in, just your mouth, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's all that mask wearing. Two things we are obsessed with in the last week on the top two in hour two. Give him the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the weekly presents top two top two the top two pick your best two in our two all right give me two with it okay 
Okay. Okay. Do you want to start or do you sure. want me to start? I'll start. Okay. Uh, I am going to talk about the pizza farm that I went to last night. Uh, Two Pony Gardens, which is, of course, uh, out in the Medina Long Lake area. And so it's super close to me. Five minutes from my house. Um, it's just a Dahlia farm, a beautiful little chunk of gorgeousness out in the West Metro. Just saying a Dahlia farm a Dahlia makes farm. me like, huh. It's... Dahlias are just beautiful. They, they really just are. really are mathematically perfect. Um, and so what, you know, they've in the past, they've done these pizza nights, pizza farm nights where they have their, their wood fired oven and they make pizzas and they've always had such a great, you know, they have had speakers talk about bats and they've had, you know, chanterelle tours and, you know, they do great programming there. And this year they're like, well, we can't really do programming, but maybe we can do a pickup drive. So what they've done is they've launched a Friday night pizza pickup. And so you can order online ahead of time and then you show up and then you, you register at the little pizza tent and say, hey, Steph March, I'm here for my pizzas. And they, they'll start cooking them. So then while they're cooking them, you're just walking around the Dahlia farm and you're looking at flowers and you're going on the paths. You may be walking down to the water. You're saying hi to the chickens. You're petting the dog and you're all staying far apart. You know what I mean? Enough. And uh, last night, and so then last night I pre-ordered a kale pesto pizza, which was delicious. And then I ordered... (gasps) The chanterelle pizza that they make. Oh, my God. Because are chanterelles in season yeah. right now? Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. And these beautiful chanterelles on top of this gorgeous, you know, uh, with I don't know what kind of cheese they use, but it was delicious and a little bit of uh, onion jam. It was wonderful. And so I basically hung out and waited and there were other people with kids running around and everything else. We all had masks on. We were all kind of apart from each other. It was great. It was an easy, easy evening. They, uh, I think... Uh, their website kind of gave them a little bit of a oops in terms of they allowed people, it allowed people to order like seven pizzas at once. And that was like (laughs) a problem. So I think that they got backed up. They said that they made over 125 pizzas last night and that's a lot. And they are just sort of making sure that they're getting it all in. But, and some people left because they were like, you know what? It's going to be too long and don't worry about it. And I'm hoping that other people understand that it's, again, it's one of those things like, I was rather sit there without a computer screen in front of me and look at the trees and just sit there and wait an extra 20 minutes than get mad. You yeah, know, totally. it's easier to choose that, I think. So they're still doing some more. So it's two pony gardens, uh, pizza farm, pizza nights. on, And I think they're just doing them on Fridays. Okay. I love that. Um, I'm going to, I, didn't I say, <sighs> I think I said on, was it this show or when I was with Julia last week that I'm a, I'm a drinker. I was like, I'm a big drinker. I mean, I think she was like, really? Do you even need to say that? I don't here know. On this, on show? this show, probably not. No. But on that show, I felt like someone was said the funniest tweet. They're like, I love listening to Saturdays where we listen to Dishing Up Nutrition and they talk all about alcoholism. I know. And then in the next break, the Stephanie's talk all about all the drinks you should be drinking. Yep. And then we get to all the shops shopping you should be doing. Yeah. So, you know, it's diversity. It's diversity. Um, I have... I'm responsible for the drinks for basically everybody in the cabin in the summertime. And we just had a group came through um, of Kurt's family, my family. So I'm always buying just massive amounts of rosé, beers, canned cocktails. So last weekend, I think I recommended the Frenchie canned cocktail. This weekend, Summit has a new beer that's a session IPA that I think they had in the tap room, but it's now in cans. It's called Triumphant. Mm-hmm. It's only 4% alcohol, 
which is ideal in that you can mow your lawn, you can have it on the pontoon. They call them lawnmower beers. I was going to say that you automatically go to mow your lawn first because they're called lawnmower beers. Yeah. So the other um, IPA that we would get a lot was Founders. um, Founders IPA. But that one has a lot of, it's super effervescent. Oh, really? So I always, I didn't love it because I always felt like it just made me so full and kind of, hate to say gassy, but you know how you're just like burping the whole time you're drinking it. (laughs) This one is still that low alcohol profile, but much smoother and still that really hoppy taste that your some some of the Summit beers are known for. So Summit Triumphant Session IPA. I've loved it. And even my husband, who's pretty much of a beer snob because he only likes Surly because he likes really hoppy beers because he can't taste very well. He's like, oh, this one's pretty good. So give that a a try. Okay. I like that. Um, all right. So my second one is actually also a beer. Uh, look at us doing all this thing. Um, I have to talk about the fact that there is a lovely pickle beer. Pickle. Pickle beer. That sounds good. Oh, my God. Delightful it is. Get it? Delightful. <laughs> I got it. Thanks. Okay. So Tin Whiskers uh, Brewing Company. You know, when the whole beer thing for the Minnesota State Fair came out and they were like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, God, I want someone to make a pickle beer because that was the one that I loved the most last year. Well, Tin Whiskers was like, uh, we gotcha. And so they've got Deep Space Brine is what it's called. Okay. And it is a dill pickle beer. Um, and it's a Kolsch. So it's a kind of, a, you know, Kolsch is like a lighter, yeah. you know, beer. It sounds delicious. Oh, my God. I have to tell you, it's right now it's out there. It's out there in the liquor stores. You can find it. It's been in small release. Starting next week, they're going to flood the place. So you're okay. going to find more of it. But it's basically brewed with fresh dill and cucumbers. And it tastes I'm telling you, it's crisp as hell. Crisp is, as hell. Is it um, dilly? Is it's it dilly cucumbery? dilly. It's it is pickly, but it's not overly pickled. Like it has that little bit of like salt to it that you kind of want, but it really is more fresh. Like it's crisp and fresh. Oh, that sounds delicious. You know, and you get the dill more than you get like the salt, which is I think when you think of pickles, you uh-huh. think of that. Um, or the acid kind of like where it puckers your... Yeah. And here's what I love. They bought, it's like 10 pounds. I went over and talked to the, I went over to Tin Whiskers and talked to those guys. Where is it? It's in St. Paul. It's right oh. in St. Paul by the Lunds Byerly's in St. Paul downtown. You know, oh, okay. kind of up that way. I'm going to hit it up on my way out of town. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they are selling that there though. I don't. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they can't I'm sell cans and things. I don't know how that works. I could um, maybe get a crawler. Yeah, yeah. So they have, uh, they have these. So here's the other thing: they're buying all of the fresh dill. Like it's like ten pounds of dill per batch that they're doing um, from Mung Family Farms. So, oh, I love it. Uh, it's it's the Hung Family Farm Market Stand, and that's the one that they bought it from. So they're trying to do support local and you know sort of help local farmers by doing this with their cucumbers and dill. So it's called Deep Space Brine. Again, what you're saying, it's a 4.5%. So it's a Kolsch that's nice and lighter. So you can go ahead and have like six of them. Yeah, which, you know, sometimes you do if you're sometimes out if you're sitting on the deck and you just don't want to get up and you afternoon. actually don't want to open a bottle of wine or anything else. This is kind of a weird aside, but this is our show. I'll quickly share this story. So we like to go in the pontoon like for a cruise after dinner. Yeah. And we have this little, it's called the Dead River that's on our lake. Yeah. And it's... Each, uh, there's always been beaver dams there, but for whatever reason, there's so many beavers this year. I think because there's less boat traffic. Yeah. You go up there at like 830 
and you kind of in your putt 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 of the pontoon and you got your beverage and you're just looking around. Yeah. And all of a sudden, slap! Like there's big beavers up there and they hear you and they slap. So every like this has become high family entertainment to get out in the pontoon on the Dead River and see how many beaver slaps we can count. We're up to six. <laughs> I know. It's fun. Okay. This is what you do when you're up north and it's a COVID situation, it's right? true. Looking for fun wherever you can. We're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota. You know what? Food brings out the passion in people. And people love to talk about food. And so why wouldn't we talk about the people and to the people who are growing our food? We have an opportunity, you guys. Common Ground, Minnesota on Facebook is a place where women farmers are able to answer your questions about the food scene and the way that they grow food. They are ready to engage. They just want to talk about how they grow food, what they think about why they grow food, and all the things that have to do with the way that your family is eating local foods and what they're growing. Remember that you always have an opportunity to check in and chat with farmers in Minnesota at Common Ground Minnesota. It's right on Facebook. It's on Instagram. You can check them out on Common Ground, M-I-N-N. They're ready to answer any and all of your questions. Yeah, hello everybody. Okay, we're just going to do a quick little... Can I just... (laughs) The thing I want to say about this, about this segment is the funny part is we haven't talked about this and I saw this on the show grid because you guys know we have a planning grid Um, and I laughed because (laughs) we have probably done this segment 15 times in our time together. (laughs) Well, we've been together 13 years. Don't you think we do this segment? No. Oh God. And in fact... I would like you to take to Twitter after the segment's over and tell us if this is fresh content or recycled. You can. Oh, do I know it's Steph recycled. March I went back looking for Stephanie's dish. I went back looking for some of like if I I if I'd had more time this week, I was going to sample some stuff from prior segments. Oh well, maybe we. That's not a bad idea to go back. I, I know. Although I kind of want to see if we still so know. Large, if I can't a, even. we still know what we know. B, if we have the same opinions as we did back then, and C, that's a actually good idea. I I go ahead and you that. do that researcher march. Okay. Okay. So the segment is crisp crumbles, buckles, and slumps. <laughs> What's the difference? Because we have stone fruit season now, and everybody is like getting stuff. Yeah. So people are excited. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I was going to talk about tomato pies. Oh, yeah. Because it's tomato pie season. And I was like, oh, I think I did that last year. But just- <laughs> listen, we ha- it's hard. <laughs> Food content and especially us because we eat seasonally. So tomatoes is a topic every year. Yeah. I get that same thing with stone fruit. But I felt like. And I have the best tomato pie recipe. Yes. That I, I haven't think- made yet this year. No, I haven't either. But I just I thought it was funny because I was thinking about how I remember the first time I was like, what is a buckle? What is a slump? Yes. What is a crumble? <laughs> and I remember doing that segment. And. Granted, I love the fact that we do get cooks and home, you know, eaters who are all in this for the first time anyway. And of course, not everyone has listened to us every Saturday for the past 175 years. So if you're listening to the podcast, we always take your comments at Steph March on Twitter at Stephanie's Dish. I'm slower to respond than Steph March, but I will respond. Yeah. Um, Okay. so a slump. A slump is is something you cook on top of the stovetop or on top of a grill grate. So it's fruit what? in a you cast iron it- skillet, yeah, and then it's dough blobs on top of the fruit, and it's not cooked in an oven, so you're cooking it on top of the stove. So people like it in the summer because you don't have to heat up your house. That is a slump. Okay. okay. Then there's the buckle, and this is my personal favorite. I My plum buckle recipe, which you can Google my name and find it. It's on my website, Stephanie's Dish. We've had it on the show. 
a buckle is more like a crumb cake. So it's a streusel topped cake that you either pour the batter or you can spoon it over the fruit. But basically the idea is the cake kind of grows up and around the fruit. Okay. So it's like it's a cakey bottom with a fruit on top and it kind of cooks. It bakes up so that it kind of encompasses it. That's right. Okay. And like kind of looks like a cheesecake, but it's cake. Okay. Um, So that's the buckle. Then the brown Betty is the simplest, purest form that they like to use for apples because it works really well for apples. So a brown Betty is, is you have all your sliced fruit and then you top that with soft, fresh breadcrumbs and butter and you bake it until the fruit is soft and the topping is lightly toasted. But this is a great way to use up breadcrumbs, old pieces of bread, leftover biscuits, whatever it is that you have, because you're basically topping it with breadcrumbs. Can I give you one little fun thing with this? Please. If you want to go salty, use your end of your pretzel bag crumbs in there too. Like just oh. for a little bit of salt oh. with it. Like put the butter and the sugar and the cinnamon and then use your pretzel crumbs Yum. and it gives you just this little bit of Have like... Have you done this? Oh yeah! Oh, that's pretty I used to make brown bettys all the time because I, when I worked at Ocean Air, we used to have a great brown betty recipe. So then I would go home and I would make them the way I wanted them. Yum. Okay. I like that idea. Yep. Then we have your basic crisps and crumbles. And sometimes there's confusion between a crisp and a crumble. Well, goodness. <laughs> there are a lot of like crepes. Both start out with fruit mm-hmm. topped with a mixture of flour, sugar, and butter. But the difference is, is um, oats. So when you are adding oats, you're making a crisp. And when you are sans oats, you are making a crumble. (laughs) Is this, this is weird though, because this is just like, who decides this? You know what I mean? Like, cause these are definitely not like crumble guys, the crumble guys. Um, it just, it's funny because I think of course somebody would say this is a crisp. A crisp is only if there's oats. Right. And then a crumble a berry crumble without oats? Like like yes. if someone puts oats in it because they want that, That's well, then a it's a crisp. <laughs> if there's no oats, it's but a like, crumble. Also, let's be clear. This really all depends on what your mom or grandmother did and what she called it. No, these is this is your journalist, Stephanie. You're always correcting me and wanting facts. These okay. are facts. These are facts. Crisps are crisps. Crumbles are crumbles. And the difference is the oatmeal. Oats. Okay. Uh, okay, crunches. Now, crunches tend to look like bars and can look like bar cookie recipes. They are bars. Okay. They're similar to crisp and crumbles where you have a crunchy topping, but there's also a crunchy bottom and a fruit sandwichy buttery layer. It's a fruit bar. Yeah. It's a fruit bar. It just has a little top on the top. That's what I feel. That's a crunch. Okay. Okay. Pandowdies. The pan dowdy is something that we don't necessarily have up here up north, I feel like. I feel like this is a tradition definitely in a different part of the country. Popular but, in the 18 and 1900s. Yeah, I don't know why we don't. I mean, it feels like this goes all right along with everything else we do with pies and such. So this is, you have your base of fruit. Yeah. You can put it in like a casserole dish or in a pie pan. Mm-hmm. Then you are going to top the fruit with a pastry crust. But it is not like rolled. It's sort of assembled like you can do it like accordion style or you can just lay sheets. And then you use the fork to kind of break it up so that the fruit comes up in between pieces of the pan dowdy crust. Does that make sense? Uh, The broken crust absorbs the sweet juices from the cooked fruit. So it's not a solid crust. There's places where it's broken up so that the fruit can bubble up and be seen. So this is just, so when you consider 
It's a there's nothing there's no crust on the bottom. We're saying no. that okay. No. So it's just fruit in yep. a baking dish with pastry on top. Yep, pastry okay. crust. Pastry crust. And it's assembled like shingled or in like you can make it like tic tac toe. It's not a lattice necessarily. The, the hunks slump, are bigger. The slump has you. Are you moving ahead? No, the slump was before. The slump okay. was the first thing you said. The slump is dumplings or things on They're top. They're blobs. Right. So the this slump is... is blobs. This is more refined. Okay. Slump. Okay. Okay. Uh, Pan dowdy is more. Is more pastry crust. Yep. And it's the buckle comes up. The, the bready stuff is underneath. I'm just trying to like. Make... The buckle is a cake. Well, yeah. But the it's pan like. Pan dowdy is more like a pie. Basically, everything here is dough and fruit. So I'm just trying to like. It's all assembled in different ways. Yes. So, okay. Go ahead. Okay. This one is the last one. Yeah. And this is the sonker. This I've never even heard of before. So we must not have done this segment before. Okay. <laughs> it's particular to the part of the South Surrey County in North Carolina. Yeah. Blue Ridge Mountains. Uh, so what this is, is a large deep pan okay. topped with a creamy vanilla sauce um, once it's done. So this oh, is like oh. a pie crust on top of fruit. And then what makes it the sonker is this sauce uh looks kind of gross i don't understand it feels exactly like a pandowdy except a the sauce is what makes it so different the, than so a pandowdy and yeah okay. yes this is well, all there new. you go that's okay so that's new to me there you go we I've have made a new segment <laughs> we have made new content it's fresh and new content for all of you fresh sonkers fresh sonkers everyone. everyone that's right. why you listen to weekly dish we'll be back <laughs> Thanks for joining us this first weekend of August, um, which is sort of, uh, you know, a gift and a curse. (laughs) I love that. Um, We are so happy, you guys, that the City Pages Best of the Twin Cities list came out this week because we kind of needed to be reminded, in my mind, of all the great things we had. What a nice gift that was. It really was. It really was. And we have, of course, with us on the line, we have Sarah Brumble, who is the food editor for City Pages. Are you there, Sarah? Hello. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're great. We're doing. We're having considered. a good day. Yeah, we're having a good day. I think that's a good way to start. <laughs> so great. you, this is, it. of course, your first year being the food editor for the best of list, right? Boy, howdy. Yes, it is. <laughs> How was that for you? You know, it helps that there is no precedent for this me. This is true. So. Oh, my God. Start fresh. Yes. Start fresh, exactly. And think of all the so, meetings you didn't have to sit through. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Um, yeah, dots a lot of those. So okay, so you got you were tasked with the idea of now. Normally, the best of list does it come out earlier? Does it come out? That is correct. Yeah. Um, so usually, the best of issue comes out in April. Okay. And I will gently say we did actually put out a best of issue in april it was the best of the worst of time i forgot (laughs) so we kind of pinch hit one out at that point making fun of the situation at that time when we delayed this issue until now um but at the time we didn't know quite when it would be coming out right right and Mm -hmm. so you guys had to bob and weave 
And mm-hmm. um, as a team, because I know this is like you guys, I mean, if you, you know, coming from a print publication that does best of as well, it's important to know that we all know the depth and the breadth of the city pages best of is amazing. It's a, it's a Herculean task that happens every year. And it's sort of it's sort of great that you guys all commit to work together to do this. Was that just I mean, how did you figure out how to do that so well in the pandy? <laughs> The pandy, the yes, pandy. Uh, the pandy that we're living in. Yeah. Um, so what we kind of did was, so the, the delay that happened was very, was just about the time that the pandy hit, mm-hmm. we had almost everything ready to go. Oh. So when it was delayed or like paused, you could say, it was put on pause. Yeah. At least in we had so much ready-ish that we put it in a drawer, kind of. And then when it was decided that we would be bringing it all back out again, the world was different in so many ways that I think all of us are aware of, um, that it depended on what we were looking at. Um, Because we, you know, as you guys know, putting out a best of your own you don't just look at it for a couple months. Right. You look at it for a full year. It's a review of so much work that's gone into something. But then when you, we were bringing ours back out again, I took a look at all of the work that went into what I was ready to go almost and kind of decided how much should or shouldn't change based on the changes that had occurred since we put, hit it up, or put things on pause. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's a tough, that's kind of a tough call, right? Right. And so what I kind of took the food direction as was saying that, like, I was really proud of all of our picks and that the past hadn't changed, our present had changed. So when we were reviewing everything, not a lot needed to adjust. Um, You'll see that in the 2020 issue that just came out we did a couple new things with posthumous awards like some of the winners aren't with us anymore and I thought that was really important to include um, without changing a lot other than noting that these people and individuals and establishments were wonderful even if you can't go there anymore so it's a I think yeah. I think I think that's great. I mean, let's when we look at the list, when we get into the food and drink, the best of list, you know, you have best vegan, which was Fig and Farrow, and you know, they've mm-hmm. closed. And I think in a in a way to have sort of that acknowledgement and remember and to know that that's still a standard set. So then knowing that going forward, that if that was the standard that was set by them, then hopefully whatever, you know, potentially comes in the future that can be looked at as that was the best of 2020. Absolutely. And they put in a lot of work. Um and that shouldn't go unacknowledged. I think I talked about that in kind of the brief intro, at least online. And just because they aren't here now doesn't mean that we didn't appreciate what they had done. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's really wonderful. Important. What are some of your yeah. favorites on here? Like, what are some of the things that you are so <laughs> excited to have given, you know, kind of a big, a big ribbon to? I am really excited about some of our picks, like the best beer trends like brewery collaborations yeah and how 
that is so exciting because it talks about like the things that makes our cities great and how every everybody works together. That extends even beyond the food and dining scene. Right. Like, but it touches on the breweries do this, all of the pop-up pop-ups that have been happening in the past years. That's really exciting to me. I love that. Um, I also love the uh, tiny restaurant trend, which seems like it would be bonkers (laughs) at this moment to recommend that that's a really neat thing. But when you look at the restaurants that are doing really well during the pandemic, like Beludo, Zetas, like Zetas has just added a second restaurant inside Zetas, a Vieira Taco. (laughs) That's really cool. And who would think that this is a great solution for things? But it is, and it makes sense with real estate, and it makes sense the way that things are pointing. So... I, those are some things that I really loved. We could but. have a best margarita collective sigh for um, Centro at Popol Vuh. I'm so glad that they're still open and they're serving that margarita because Popol Vuh closing was so sad. So right. let's have a yes. high five for Centro. Woo-woo. For their margarita. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Splitting that hair perfectly. Yes. I love that this. We and get to save half of it. What do you think about like your, I love that you named best gimmick was extreme Christmas. <laughs> I thought that was a brilliant pick. You know what I mean? Thank you. We also really liked it. It's just such a not so trend that everyone seemed to get such a kick out of that it's been creeping bigger and bigger. <laughs> right? I feel like Chevy Chase is just winning. I know. Oh my God, so hard. He is. So hard, winning on all the things. What was on here that maybe, is there anything on here that you were like, people are going to get weird about this or feel, you know, have deep feelings of they're going to disagree with me, they're going to fight me on it? Was there anything on here? I thought people were going to be spicier than they have been about Magic Noodle winning the best restaurant in St. Paul. It occurred to me. Okay, good one. It occurred to me as a St. Paulite, but I do think that restaurant's great. It's doing some fun, unique stuff, so sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I I knew that that was going to be – it is a wonderful restaurant, and I stand by this pick that we all have agreed upon in editorially choosing that, but it's an alternative to – last year's winner was In Bloom, yeah, which is no longer with us, but it's a departure from the fine dining yep. tack that usually wins, but it's – drawing into question like does it have to be exclusionary to be wonderful and does a price point have to be part of best you know well so and plus you know the the way people are eating is changing and it's always changing Mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that you know for me as someone who kind of does the same thing like you do it's like you have to look at the way people eat in order to really find them the best things and i think that's like the fact that you named tacos el kevin the best tacos and i had just like two weeks ago you know (laughs) found the place too and i was like this is brilliant yeah it is. And they're so good. And also, there's a really funny thing that, about the way they got named, if we can take a little yeah, go for you know, it. detour. Tacos El Kevin, to my understanding, got named because the parents let the kid pick the name of the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I, I This should have an asterisk. It feels but, right, like, though. It feels right. But it feels like that is an origin story. I live on air, but... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to give you the one thing that I have that I would like fight you on in a a fight 
in a fight club. Please. Please, best go. date for your food, the jalapeno cheese curds at Miller's Flavored Cheese Curds. I personally right. think they're trash. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> best date for food. I wow. Know. I know. That's kind of like you I really got to. I tried them. I hated them. Again, I get it. This is a lot of personal, and I get there's a lot of different flavor levels. And state fair food is a tough one because there's so it many is. feelings about that, yeah, like, right? Wouldn't you go for the it grilled is. peach or no, but maybe the Nordic waffle? Take your claim, right? I get it. Right. Yep. Okay, so is it about the quality of the specific cheese curds or that you just would pick, like, a non-dairy item? No, no, I'm I'm full, all full dairy. dairy, full dairy girl. But I, no, it was those curds. It was specifically <laughs> those that I had. And again, Ooh. you know, State Fair, like, you, it's a toss-up. Some days they're fantastic and, you know, right. the fryers are frying on all cylinders and sometimes it's a little rough. So it's possible yep. that when I ate them, I was like, eh, you know. But yep. I'm just saying. I, I understand. <laughs> I just and gotta have a, you gotta pick that, one that we gotta have a fight over, right? I do understand. I was surprised by how few fights there actually were. This is true. Just being my first year, I was expecting to get just yeah rained on right. for this. No, but, you know, I respect our difference in opinion here, yeah. Stephanie. Thank I, you. <laughs> I was sort Sarah. of surprised by dipped and debris being best burger. Oh, I forgot because I really like that place. I thought you guys were going to get smoked for that. Have you heard anything? I haven't heard a peep. Oh wow. Okay. I'm telling yeah. you, people are asleep in their COVID comas, <laughs> in their homes, just like I think summer. they're just grateful for everything, <laughs> you know. So they're like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. I'll go there. Anything. Yeah. Anything good. Right? That's is great. it still open? And dipped in debris is still open. Yeah. Yes. So that's right. those are all noteworthy and beautiful things for sure. All, all right. right. Well, Stephanie this has been did... the City Pages <laughs> best of list. It's on newsstands now, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can find it. You can also find it online it where they link. What I love is you guys also, you know, give full descriptions and cute little write-ups, and you kind of describe the reasonings by why you pick them. And um, I will also, I forgot to shout out that I love your deli pick for Sakura's Polish Market in Deli, which I super oh, love. Um, lots you. of great ways to like, you know, if you're looking for to bust out of your rut and looking for something new, it's a great list to, to, to do. Are you excited to then sign up to do this again next year? <laughs> uh, just delighted. Yes. And I'm delighted that it's a full year away. Yes, I think so, too. We'll see how that goes. What All a year right. it'll be. Thank you, Miss Brumble, for being on with us. Congratulations. The list is marvelous. And we will talk to you again when you have another good thing to do. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for Thanks. having me. Yeah, thanks Take for care. coming on. I just noticed that she's got best salad is the farmer's market salad at Black Sheep. I love that salad. Yeah. All right. We'll, okay, be, we'll right be right back. back. That was okay. really fun, talking to City Pages. <laughs> All right. I have such fond feelings for the publication. I know. You have a little bit of a... Of a I know. It was like some of the best working it's your life it's a part of, of your my life. life do you feel that and i'm just gonna say it because we're both old i mean like is it for the younger generations now is it not necessarily oh probably, probably do you feel that way or do you feel that it is for you i'm saying personally do you feel like because of course different writers and different you know every publication sort of has a as a role you know what i mean as yeah. it as it as it evolves and I mean, I still best late night eats is the flame burger. I've been to the flame. No, and I guess that's not <laughs> what I'm asking about it. Right. I mean, like in terms of like tone and everything else, do you yeah. still feel like it speaks to you? Well, Stephanie, as their best diner is Bandbox Diner. And didn't you and I meet yeah, the for first the very one. first yeah. time 12 or 13 years ago, however long we've been on the air at the Bandbox Diner and have breakfast? Yes. 
So I don't know. It was a hundred years ago. I'm just saying that I think it still speaks to people of, of, you know, I think there's definitely an edge to it, which it should be because when you're 20, when you're 20 years old and you're living in your apartments, you know, with friends and whatever, and city pages is your Bible, you know, did you know that there's still like a Rocky Rococo that's open? No, it's closed. Uh, the one in Brooklyn Park oh. appears open Oh, and they have a I full page cr- ad. And I was like, Rocky Rococo Square Pizza. Wow. I used to love that. I know. So, yeah. Okay. I like per- the thing I like about City Pages, to be perfectly honest, and I've always liked it. I like and I like this about your magazine, too. I read the ads as much as I read the content that you're providing. And But that's also because you were in sales. Don't you think that that's because of your past? Because you were the person who placed those ads? Yeah, I don't know. But there's so much information in the ads. Like, again, you know, I don't know. Let's just look here. Oh, Regina's Fine Candies. They have a saltwater taffy special. That's awesome. I feel that most people get angry about the ads. Really? Yeah. I get angry about the ads in a digital format, but not in a paper format. Oh, I feel that I have gotten letters from people who say, you have too many dentists. And you're like, you're the ones paying the bills. I was going to say, like, do you not get how this works, people? people don't because they're used to the Internet and things are free there. Although they're not. They're becoming less free as paywalls are popping up everywhere. So, you know. Um, So there we go. Uh, I have to tell you something I just found out online while okay. I was while we were looking uh, at stuff. Do you love Topo Chico, the seltzer or the uh, mineral water? Um, I don't understand the Topo Chico fervor. I love Topo Chico. Why? I love it. Who cares? The what bubble. Is... It's the size of the bubble. It's a big bubble. It's a big bubble. So it's gassier. I don't. It's a big bubble. I don't know if it's more. It's just a bigger bubble. Like when you pour it, you can see it. Yeah, and it feels in your mouth. The mouth feel. If you drink a Topo Chico next to a San Pellegrino, which is a tiny, soft, light bubble, this is a big bubble presence. Okay, that's the difference. And I think it holds up to me. I don't know why I like that better, but I just do. And it's like it's almost like sharper. And then when you mix that with like a drink, like well, if you're doing a. You know, a soda. Yeah, that's usually that's a good bubble for it. So, but here's the news: they are they're launching a seltzer, which I don't know why seltzers bug me or why I don't love seltzers as much. But they're launching a tangy lemon lime hard seltzer, which of course I will give it a shot. All right, but Topo Chico. Is it sad that I use the hard seltzers as mixers? I mean, you should be careful about that. I know. (laughs) For sure. And everybody, I've had to buy a lot of those this summer, too. Like, and not all seltzers are created equal. And do you know about this game where you ice someone? No. Okay. Here's what you do if you're one of the kids. You hide a Smirnoff ice somewhere. Oh, this game, yes. And then the person who ends up finding the Smirnoff ice has to, I just call it Smirnoff, has to chug it. And so we were at the lake and one of the kids was clever and had wrapped one in tinfoil like it was a cob of corn. Oh. And it was on someone's plate. And so they were like, what is this corn cob? Why? And then I unwrapped it. I got to chug it. Yeah. I've had to buy a lot of these seltzers. There's some real nasty ones. Yeah. And White Claw is not the nastiest, just for the record. Right. Well... No, <laughs> there's a lot of worse <laughs> ones. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do like I get the Lift Seltzers, and I like the Fair State ones. Yeah. 
I just, I, I, I guess I would rather drink a beer or make a cocktail. And I guess I know that I am a cocktail person. And, you know, people pour things into their thermoses and go out on the lake and the white cloth feels light but still gives them a buzz. I get it. I'm right. All, I'm, I'm happy for you. I just, for some reason, the tang gets too sweet for me and I'm not there for it. So, okay. there you so are. there you go. Okay. So, um, yeah. Wrapping it up, we got uh, stuff that is uh, n- new, I guess. Uh, Bogart's Donuts is has soft serve ice cream. Oh, that fits great. I know with their they concept have and a brown butter ice cream and a dark chocolate ice cream. And I, have, we're having an ice cream moment, aren't we? I think this is summer. Ice cream is more permissible than before. I think there has always been ice cream during summers, and we've always talked about again. We've had like popsicles, and we've had uh-huh. you know all this kind of how to make ice cream moments. But I think Michochana. yeah, Michochana. But this year specifically, I feel like there's more permission to enjoy your ice cream because it's the small pleasures. Well, and maybe what's coming through, too, is like that there's nothing else to talk about. So the ice cream is becoming like even a bigger moment because it's something fresh and new. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of innovation. So people are looking back towards the old stuff and they're innovating through the old stuff. I think that's for sure. Um, You know how we spoke about Magic Noodle, by the way, with the best stuff. You know, they are changing their name to Master Noodle. You know, same place, same owner, same everything why are, else. Why? They had to change the name because of some trademark infringements. Okay. Which is funny because I've always wondered, because there's a magic noodle. There's plenty of magic noodles. Yeah, there are. So let's A master start. noodle master sounds noodle. almost pornographic, if now, you don't mind my saying so. Are you excited by the fact that Burger Dive is... <laughs> just keeps going. I know, Hope is looking at me do? smiling and stuff just keeps going. I know, because I have things to say and we're going to run out okay, of time. Okay, fine. Burger Dive. Oh, I'm so excited I know, for this. this. I wanted to make yes. sure to get... That's yes. more important than the other Street. thing. Yes. <laughs> the Bay Street Burger Dive is going to open on August 19th. They're going to have pull tabs, meat raffles, bar trivia. They're doing breakfast. I feel like you would be excited yeah, very much about getting like a, a good breakfast sandwich from them. When I can ever eat anywhere, yes. Yeah. I know. Love it. Well, you can go get it and then yeah, walk outside. away with it. Yep. So there it is. All right, gang. There it is. That's the show. Um, hopefully you guys are staying safe and having a good one. Get out yeah, there. We'll see you next week. Welcome August. Ciao, ciao.